Hey everybody, welcome to the sec episode two of Coffee and a True Crime Dumpster Fire. I'm your host, the mysterious Mr. C. Of course, let's get the warning out of the way. As always, this is a true crime podcast. I'll say it again for those of you in the back. This is a true crime podcast. True crime is generally disgusting and vile. It gets pretty horrific at times. So if you voted for Joe Biden, this show probably isn't for you. Just kidding. Calm down. We're politics free. I promise. I promise. For the most part. But if you don't have a truly odd sense of humor, this show might not be your cup of coffee. See what I did there? Huh? Clever, right? Yeah, get it? If you're easily triggered by unnatural death, dismemberment, disembowelment, other manners of, cre other creative manners, excuse me, of truly horrific death, sometimes not even death, just the general dismemberment, this show might not be for you. It's okay, but turn around now, because you have been warned. All right, now that we have that one out of the way, the coffee for this week, I, I mentioned at the in the very first episode that we would have a coffee of the week. They're not a sponsor or anything like that yet. Uh, and I will figure out a way to tell you guys how to get the various coffees of the week will this whole you know podcast thing it's in its infancy well at least for me anyway anyway so this week's coffee is death wish coffee it's exactly what it sounds like it's actually a really good coffee it's not it's it, uh, a little on the lighter side, pretty smooth coffee. Uh, the caffeine content is good for those mornings when you wake up and you really need something more than just coffee, but less than cocaine. That's where <laughs> Death Wish Coffee hits that sweet spot. So, ag again, I'll I'll figure out how to show you guys where to get that. You can actually get that at most local grocery stores. Again, they're not a sponsor. So this week's coffee was Death Wish Coffee. This week, for this week's podcast, we're going to go to a tiny little fishing village on the St. John's River in Duval County, Florida. Just, uh, just outside of Jacksonville. Um, to the the village of Mayport. It's uh, right on the, again, on it's on St. John's River, known for its shrimp and that kind of thing, uh, sh fishing in general. Uh, it's also home to the Mayport Naval Air, or not Naval Air Station, sorry, that's Jacksonville Naval Air Station, which is within a mile or two. I don't know how, I. that's a taxpayer, <laughs> anyway. That's a whole nother, whole nother thing. 
So we're going to talk about the monster of Mayport, a guy named William Wells. He was born in 1975. Didn't have a really remarkable life until about 2003. Uh, he married a woman named Irene McManus in 1998. And they lived again in, this was a second marriage for both of them in 1998. They lived in a, in a double-wide trailer um, in, in Mayport right across the street from a place called Melanie's Kitchen and Oyster Bar. It's not even open anymore, by the way, as far as I can tell. But this guy, Wells, was kind of, you know, he's that drifter type, right? The Not even the drifter, more of the guy that when... You see the TV interviews, you get the one guy that all the neighbors say, well, he was a quiet guy, didn't really hear much from him. Kind of an oddball, but kept to himself. This was William Wells. Everybody kind of knew him a little bit. Nobody really knew him. Uh, but they they would know him in come, come 2003. That him and his wife Melanie, or I mean, him and his wife Irene McManus, uh, Wells, whatever. They were married in 1998. They had one kid. Again, this was a second marriage for both of them. Um, it's not. Mc I don't know why I keep saying McManus. It's McMains, I think. Anyway, uh, his wife went by the nickname Tootie. And everything got squirrely on May 14th, 2003. So on May 14th, 2003, William Wells had a little bit of, well, an accident, let's say. I'll let you hear it in William Wells' own words, what happened that morning in, uh, in May. So there you have Will, William Wells' own words. Um, he went on to say that he saw her face spray against the wall, and she fell over. Dead as a doornail. <laughs> um, so now he has a problem. But instead of being a normal human being and calling an ambulance, uh, he had a little bit of a drug problem. See, so... That problem being that he had about a pound of marijuana in his house. This was back, again, when marijuana wasn't exactly accepted. It was much more so at this time than in the past, but still not even really legal in very many states. I don't think it was even legal in Colorado yet. So he's got those drugs, and he's kind of coked out of his mind, too. He's... he's a crack addict, and had he's had problems his whole life with drugs. And uh, so now he's got a problem. 
Doesn't know what to do with the body. Again, most normal human beings at this point call the police. Call an ambulance. Not old Billy Wells. Nope. Uh, Later on that same day, uh, Irene's brother, Irene was also known, by the way, Irene, we'll call her Tootie from now on. That was her, uh, that's her nickname. Irene's brother John shows up and Wells tries to tell this dude, uh, hey, I got a problem, and thinking that his brother-in-law might help him, I don't know, what's his brother-in-law going to help him do? Bury the body? I don't know. Of course, this is, you know, so, uh, the South, and mm, yeah, maybe maybe he's got a bobcat. Who knows? Anyway, he tries to explain to his brother or brother-in-law that, uh, hey, this went badly. Uh, well, had an accident with your with your sister and uh, it didn't end well well that discussion went sideways really quickly when uh when john her irene's brother saw irene dead in the bedroom so that left good old billy wells with no other choice but to uh cap his brother-in-law shot him three times in the head now Again, we had an opportunity at this point. Let's call the cops. Maybe we can minimize, you know, do a little damage control, something. Nah, he's going to continue on his, <laughs> he's going to continue on his uh, path to infamy. Because then on the 16th, so two days later, uh, Tootie's dad shows up, Bill, Bill McMains. Um, he shoots Bill, <laughs> tries to have a conversation with Bill, apparently, to hear him tell it. Uh, to hear Wells tell it, tries to have a conversation with Bill. That doesn't work out so good. That goes poorly. In fact, just as poorly as when... He tried to explain to his brother-in-law. He likes to explain with bullets, I guess. The bullet in the head. That's a that's an explanation, apparently. So now we're up to three dead bodies. Now remember, Tootie and Wells, they they have a child together. I think he's about four. He's home. Just keep that one in the back of your head. He's home just doing whatever four-year-olds do, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, so now um, he Wells is fueled by copious amounts of cocaine and marijuana. What a combination that is, huh? Woo! Get a little Ric Flair. <laughs> I mean, that's the Ric Flair. Woo! moment, right? Ooh, I, anyway. Um, he he decides that he's going to call up this dude, Richie Reese. Now, Richie Reese is Tootie's ex-boyfriend. Uh, they had been, Tootie and 
uh, Richie Reese had been dating, and then Wells came along, and you know they got, you know he kind of took her away from Wells, kind of took her away from won, won the day, and he and he was able to marry. Uh, he was able to. Wells was able to marry uh, Tootie. But apparently, while while Wells was out working on the tugboats, so he'd be away for days at a time, apparently, old Richie Reese would come and be a stand-in in the bedroom for, uh, for Bill Wells. And to hear, again, to hear Wells tell it, He's okay with that, you know. Teach their own, I guess. That whatever, but um, his whole the whole issue was that Wells was okay with it as long as it didn't happen in their house. It had they Tootie had to take it somewhere else. Couldn't do it at home, but had to go take it somewhere else and hang out with you know while while he was out on the tugboat. He had to you know while while Wells was out on the tugboat, he had. Richie had to take take Tootie somewhere else and do what they do. But for whatever reason, again, not thinking real clearly, obviously. We're, we're fueled by copious amounts of cocaine and marijuana. Um, he de- uh, Wells decides that he's going to confront Richie Reese, and he's not real happy maybe with the whole filling in while he's on the tugboat arrangement. So, calls him up, invites him over to the house, and they have a discussion, and Reese is like, man, I'm out of here. And he tried to bail. Well, he didn't get real far. And then he started to reach into a bag that he had with him. And according to Wells reached in the bag and came out with something black in his hand. And, well, of course, Wells shot him. Of course, and, and these are all, this is all in well in, in William Wells' own words. You can find the videos on YouTube. Um, that's where I got that little, that little snippet of, uh, of audio Wells speaking that you heard. That came from, uh, he called, Wells called a reporter at uh, First Coast News and laid out like a 25-minute confession and all this stuff. It was crazy. Um, You can go find that. Uh, I may post a link somewhere. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so Wells says that, that he shot him when he reached in to the bag and came out with something black in his hand. He wasn't sure what it was. Well, and he thinks he shot him in the in the neck or the chest. Again, this dude is fueled by a whole shit ton of um, marijuana and cocaine. So you're not thinking real clearly when you're when you know <laughs> when you're juiced out of your mind on cocaine and marijuana. Well, it turns out it was a phone charger, but. Wells thinks, again, he thinks he shot him in the chest or the neck. Well, nonetheless, now we have body number four. 
Well, we're just piling them up, aren't we? By the way, we're five days in now, or however many days it is. I mean, at least three. That first one got to be getting kind of ripe. Because this is May in Florida. Like, on the coast. It's humid. It's hot. <laughs> nope. Not happening. Um, but, like, like uh, that old TV guy, the TV show, the infomercial guy, Billy Mays. But wait! There's more! So... The last victim, the the fifth victim, was sort of just the innocent drug dealer. How does that work, you ask? I'll tell you. This guy, so Wells again, he's coming down off of that off of that fantastic ride of cocaine and marijuana. So he orders up, kind of like Uber Eats. He orders up from this. This drug dealer, he orders up $850 worth of crack cocaine from a guy named James Young. Again, James Young, innocent drug dealer. I know those words don't generally go together. I get it for sure. But there you have it. It's like a, it's like an Uber Eats situation or, or whatever you want to call it. You know, boop, boop, boop. Hello. Drug dealers are up. You know, right right to his house. So James Young shows up, but apparently, um, I mean, you know, apparently, Young tried, according to Wells, Young tried to steal some of the copious amounts of marijuana that Wells had at the house. That was the other thing. I guess uh, Wells had a lot of marijuana <clears throat> already in the house. Uh, at least he thought so. He claims that Young tried to rob him, basically, of the pound of mar of a pound of marijuana that he already had in the house. On top, you know, he's ordering. $850 worth of crack cocaine. Uh, yeah. So, Young shows up with the with this dope and is going to try and get away with, you know, a pound of marijuana that he, that I think Wells had already smoked it. I don't think he actually had a pound of marijuana left. If he did, you know, I mean, well, I mean, again, this guy's on a bender of all benders, uh, you know, already killed four people. So, I don't know. We'll see. So, now we have five dead bodies stacked up. Again, probably not smell. The, the first three, maybe four, aren't smelling so great. So, things kind of start to... Un uh, start to... Uh, Unwind, and they they start to come apart on on old Billy Boy here, because on Saturday the twenty fourth of May, 
So now we're 11 days or 10 days out from when he uh, allegedly, air quotes, accidentally shot old Tootie in the face. Uh, we're, again, 10 days out from that, so that's got to be stinking bad. So, this is where things, like I said, begin to unwind. On the 24th, the owner of Melanie's Kitchen and Oyster Bar that I mentioned earlier where where Wells had done some odd jobs along with and, and sort of piecemeal in with driving the tugboats, uh, he, the owner of Melanie's, Cecil Stanford, he calls the local police, which is the, I believe, well, it's the Duval County Sheriff's Office, I guess. Um, and because the, he wants them to, he wants the police just to check on Wells because one of his cooks had just been over to Wells' house and Wells apparently told this cook from Melanie's that he killed his wife. Uh, I don't know how that happened exactly. Was the guy delivering food? It doesn't really. I, I wasn't able to really figure out if the if it was somebody who'd worked with Wells in the past or how that how that worked out exactly. But nonetheless, here we are. We. Now we have the cops and five dead bodies slowly rotting away. In comes Lieutenant David Kaufman, and he, he gets Wells on the phone. Well, folks, it looks like we have ourselves a failure to communicate, right? Now we have officially a standoff. <clears throat> they they talk Kaufman and Wells talk back and forth on the phone a little bit and Kaufman uses a remote control robot and delivers pizza soda electronics and flowers so I I don't know what the electronics were but the pizza I get it lots of marijuana been smoked Probably a little hungry. Soda, eh, same thing, I guess. Maybe I don't know. I think should have been beer, pizza, and beer. Uh, maybe. What do you think? Eh. Well, anyway, the flowers. What are you gonna do with those? Ma well, hold on. Time out. Sorry. That was poorly thought out on my part because ten days with some rotting corpses. Uh yeah, probably needs pro probably needs some flowers. Probably needs something a lot more potent than flowers. So later on that Saturday afternoon, going into the evening, everybody realizes, hey, the the Wells kid, the four year old, who his name's not in any documents anywhere that I can find, which is fantastic. I'm glad. Because, man, that, the whole incident probably scarred this kid for life. 
his name was the only name they have for him. I guess they called. I guess the, his nickname was Froggy. Uh, they cut Froggy loose. Oh well, Wells had Froggy in the house, kind of as a hostage. He he cut Froggy loose late Saturday afternoon. Sent it, sent him outside and. Thank God for that. We're not having to deal with child murder. Too early, right? I mean, this is only the second episode. We don't know each other that well yet. Talk about child murder. I mean, golly. What kind of savage do you think I am? Sorry. <clears throat> so, Froggy gets out, carrying a backpack. Had a few tense moments there, I'm sure. Finally, on May 25th, the next day, so we're 12 hours now, Wells is taken into custody and claims he has overdosed, so he's rushed off to Shands and Jacksonville, where he spends a little time. So now he's in jail. And and there were little parts of uh, that, that one little part that you heard uh, of him kind of explaining what happened to his wife that set this whole thing in motion. So on June 4th in 2003, that's like, what, uh, like eight days, nine days later, whatever it is. 11 days, I guess. 11 days later, he's already trying to plead guilty to, and again, there's all kinds of audio I'll, I'll I'll put some links up for various um, these various YouTube clips and things. He's already, again, contacting the media, saying he wants to save the taxpayers of Duval County, and he wants the needle. This dude wants the death penalty. Unfortunately, and this was already, we're already talking about, what, 11, 11 days later, and he's already on his way to trying to get himself on his way to death row. But he was sentenced to five life terms. This was in, in 2000, finally in 2004, officially. E everything went through the court officially. I mean, he was already pleading guilty and everything, trying to make a mockery of the whole court system for the next year, basically. They decided, or the courts decided that he didn't really grasp what the entire criminality of what he had done. So they gave him five consecutive life sentences. So again, you think the story ends here, right? You think? Maybe? Eh, wrong. Try again. Thanks for playing. Again, the whole Billy Mays, but wait, there's more. In 2008, he, can, he, he killed another inmate in prison, or attempted, I'm sorry, attempted to kill another inmate in 2008, caught a life sentence for that one as well. So now we're up to six consecutive life sentences for attempted, this one was for attempted murder. Then, in 2007, or I'm sorry, in 2011, again, it keeps getting better, right? 
right? We keep on going. In 2011, he was actually successful and managed to kill another inmate. But again, no death penalty for Billy. Nope. They're going to keep this dude alive as long as they're going to drag this out. This guy, by the way, this guy is absolutely just totally off his rocker crazy. Uh, how do I know that? Ah, nice try. Um, but he got his seventh now life term as of 2011. Then in 2019, on July 5th, so not even two years ago, he kills another inmate named William Chapman. He's charged in November of 2019, officially, etc. He gets everything sort of works its way through, and then in February of 2020, Wells up and fires his lawyer and pleads guilty to this other murder. That's where I leave you with this story for now. That's where the story kind of pauses thanks to the pandemic. Because... Good old Billy Wells is now, thanks to the pandemic, they they had it set for a disp or a status hearing in March of 2020. Can we all remember what happened in March of 2020? Do you remember? I remember. I know what happened in March of 2020. The Rona happened. All right, folks. So I'll. Perhaps post an update here or there if uh, he finally catches his death penalty. In the meantime, stay safe, stay sane, and we'll see you next week.